What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elephants in the Room podcast. I am your host, Ari Marie, and today's topic is parenthood. With the conversations that I've been having within my circle lately, parenting has been a trending topic. So, of course, I had to put my twist on it, and my spin is mothers and sons versus fathers and daughters, and we will get into that a little later. Um, But the last two episodes, I spoke on family dynamics, and that's something that needs more than just two episodes, so I decided to keep it going. Before I get into the topic, I do have some updates for you all. First things first, Elephants in the Room has now reached over 600 plays. And as promised, I will be rewarding five supporters with Elephants in the Room merchandise to show my appreciation for all the love and encouragement that I've received thus far. Originally, I was going to do a question game and pick like the five first winners who answered the most questions correctly. But honestly, I just don't have time for that. I apologize. So instead, I will handpick five winners and announce them next Friday Friday on all social media platforms. So be on the lookout for that. And speaking of merchandise, my next announcement is that everyone will be able to purchase Elephants in the Room merchandise online on my personal website, which will be available very soon. So make sure you follow Elephants in the Room on Instagram at underscore Elephants in the Room. And you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Elephants in the Room podcast um, to find out more about what's to come. So now that I got that out, um, let's get into today's topic, which is parenthood. Um, I will definitely be the first to say that the older I get, the more my perspective changes on parenthood. And although I strongly disagree with my mother in certain areas of how she raised my brother and I, I've learned to forgive her for a lot of things for two reasons. One... Generation X grew up in a completely different era from us, and they didn't necessarily have the resources that millennials currently have. Um, In simplest terms, they didn't know any better or have as many examples of Black excellence and circles around them versus millennials who know many successful Black entrepreneurs or successful men and women who are doctors, therapists, um, lawyers, etc. Reason number two is that forgiveness is key to a happy life. I used to hold grudges until I realized that despite me being angry and not talking to a person who I fell out with, they were going to live their life regardless and not be affected by my anger. And that me being angry with or at someone was giving them power over me that they didn't deserve. Um, I'm really big on energy and vibes, and I'm very intentional about who I give my energy to. So my goal with episode eight is to bridge the gap between and also get rid of the disconnect between Generation X and baby, baby boomers and us millennials. I feel like we need to repair and strengthen those relationships in order to move on and progress as a whole. So with that being said, I could not do this episode without having my brothers from the What Up Joe podcast and um, here with me with this conversation. So y'all can introduce yourself. What's up, guys? What's going on? 
Rashad Nasir. Danny Tautry. You know, the we one and only. We are the web, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate our our station sister inviting us on. <laughs> yeah, this really, thank you special for episode about parenting and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so... Y'all know, I know I can, you know, talk and ramble a little bit. So, you know, right, that's I'm like, three. yo, what the fuck you want us to do after that? I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to do it like, in the first do it. five minutes. Like, oh, you want to do an hey, intro? Like, <laughs> what? Okay, so look, like. This your show now. <laughs> no, no, no. I just have to start how we're going to finish, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's your show. Let's no, so <laughs> I just want to know, like, what do you, like, any feedback? What are your thoughts, comments? Do you guys have anything to say on that? That was a, a little spill, but what do you guys feel on parenthood and Generation X versus millennials? Like, you know me how I feel about Generation X, mm-hmm. Rashad. Like, you know, like I, I love my parents and my elders because regardless, I've learned a lot from them, and I wouldn't be who I am if it was were not for them. Right. But at the same time, it's just like they're so stuck in their ways. They so stubborn. Like I really get frustrated with them. Because it's just like, damn, like, why don't y'all listen? Like, what the... You know, I I think at this point, I think we should be um, a little bit more um, understanding. And yeah, from personal experience, like my parents, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, that damn near third stop was here, right? So by way of Haiti. So it's like, you know, they say a lot of shit, especially going back home over there, going up back home over there for them was, was particularly you know, different and like how order was and people just, you know, culture and people just being together and things like that. So when it came here, it was a culture shock. So as far as my parenting goes, uh, growing up in a Caribbean household is very strict. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more based off of fear. And I, I, I can see the similarity even for you, even in your, you know, yeah. your open dialogue is it's, it's damn near the exact same thing. I mean, yep. for our parents, period. It didn't matter where you were. Being a black African American, yep. um, black brown, whatever have it, you know, however, however you want to base yourself. Being that and growing up in that generation was particularly hard because of just the time you you were in. You like you said, you you didn't have the the people that you saw do their own thing. You didn't have all these entrepreneurs. I mean, you had. It like there yeah. were people there, but it was it was a rare case, and it wasn't on TV as much. And mm-hmm. Social media wasn't even a thing that's for real, for real. So they didn't really. It was it's basically based on fear. That's that's my whole dive. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's my opening dialogue. But not serious. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, fact. I mean, that's real. no, but it's real. That's real nigga like, shit. Like, like, like for real. Yeah, no, that's like, like, I mean, because when I even think about it, like we, I we had a conversation about like, um. Like the Haitian Revolution and stuff like that, and why there aren't more statues of the Haitian founder of Chicago and stuff like that, and you know what I'm saying. Part of that is because of you know um, white people wanting to keep ownership and keep people down, so they gave mm-hmm. him a little statue. It was like a little head shot, and you have all these big ass statues of all these. You know what I'm saying? Great, you know. Anglo-Saxon Christian, you know what I'm saying? All the you know what I'm saying? All these, all yeah, cross, no, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? And then you, it goes to Confederate shit. And, and it's just weird because when you try to, you know what I'm saying, explain this to people, um, like, yo, why, black people have always been taught to fear, you know what I'm saying, their masters, their oppressors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So 
um, it, in a way where it kind of divided us too. So yeah. even for our parents, they, they grew up in a very scary era. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Crack. You know what I'm saying? Just after, you know, still ra- experiencing racism and stuff like that. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's very fucked up. So they're just scared. And then, like, we have to explain to them, like, yo, it's cool. Yeah. I'll fuck one of these niggas up. But you, know what? <laughs> like, you can't talk to your moms like that. I'll be like, it's cool. I'll be all right. And she'll be like, nah, this nigga don't know. And I'm like, nah, she don't know. I get busy. Like, but that's, I mean, like, that's, you can't really, like, talk to people like that. So I'm like, no, that's, I might that's have no real. idea how crazy I am. But that's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really just out of fear. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> See, for me, I don't, I don't know. Is it, is it is it fear or more so like like ignorance? I mean, yeah. at least at least in my eye, thinking about like my parents, and not to call them ignorant per se, but like you know what I'm saying, um, them coming up, born in the '70s and shit. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now in that you know what I'm saying in that '50s range, and so there's things that like in my experience growing up information and awareness that shapes me differently from them. And I Thanks. think it's really just yeah. like a, a different mentality Thanks. that we have from them, you know what I'm saying, from um, their generation to ours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's a it's a, a lot of different dynamics within that. Man. I mean, we can pick it apart from a lot of different places. Sure. Okay, well, yeah. let me start with my pet peeve. Okay, y'all. Like, my one of my biggest pet peeves with Generation X and Baby Boomers is the fact that they feel like because they did it one way, that's the only that's way wrong, right to there. do some. Yeah, I'm trying to refrain from cursing. No, because, we cursing today. You know, you know. <laughs> okay, so out of respect for the two people that asked me to use less profanity because I respect oh. them so much, I am going to try my hardest. But this is one thing that, that I wanted to say. Me, though, right? No, it does not okay, apply for, apply for you guys because I want everybody to be themselves. But okay. this is one thing that I did want to say. I hate that like black people we have to shrink our ourselves down. That's true for society. And a, for society right. and to be professional and this, that, and the third. But, like, at the end of the day, I worked and have worked with so many white people. Yeah. They curse as much, if not more, than we do. For sure. At, at work, it's more... No, it's, even at work. Like, I've been in those, like, situations and those workplaces where... They curse. They are them. It's awkward. And then at the end of the day, you give them the benefit of the doubt, right? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, empo- it's more of an empowering and belittling effect for white people to fuck with you at work. Or to, you yes. Know, you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Because, I mean, if you go to somebody else, you risk them not believing it. You, yep. risk, you risk, you know what Man. I'm saying, leaving, losing your job. You're more likely to, you know what I'm saying, get put out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Man. So that shit is, that shit is very fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But I will say that white people do curse a lot. It's just for <laughs> me. I would just, I would just it's like, I would like, we curse all the time. We you? do. And for me, it's just like, I never cared about my mouth because I know yeah. that I'm intelligent. And people tell me, yeah. oh, well, you shouldn't talk like this because you're intelligent. And you don't sure. have to talk like this. But it's just like, I know I don't have to, but this is me. Oh, yeah. And I am intelligent. That's it. But I am who I am, and I'm going to be who I am. But just out of respect, you know, I can't keep it professional because... 
He's trying. But you what know? is professional? Man, I don't know. What, so, what is professional? It's so, something that they made up. Hey, y'all don't get so they don't, made, they put you in a tie. They okay, put you and your don't button Don't get up. me started, that's guys. That's not what. Yeah. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? They put you in uniform. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like what's perfect. So we change our voices over the phone. Man, like, we do the the most. The corporate to voice appease, that shit. to uplift. You know what I'm saying? I don't. At, 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 at this stage of my life, I'm, I'm not. I mean, right now, but niggas, you niggas have done that. <laughs> no, I niggas definitely put on have. the white voice. Niggas definitely put on the white voice. Hi, this like, is arrogant. How can I help you? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but for real though, that, like so. you gotta. That's, but why? That's you know what I'm saying? Why do we have to? And we work why is it a better. Okay. Anyways, let me get to these questions, Because on me, I was gonna go on a rant. Call me Kanye Junior. Okay. All right, so this one is for Mr. Rashad Nasir. All right, so as a parent, for you, what is it like raising a son in the year 2020? Um, for me right now, I mean, honestly, it's 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 still a simple process. I mean, um, my son, uh, Elijah, he will be three okay. this year in uh, September. So there's a lot of things that he's just not even aware of that's right. happening in the world. He he, he can still be a, a baby, per se. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I, just, I just appreciate the time that I have as that, you know, and not really make it complicated because it's not. True. You know, if that makes sense. But... Um, it's a humbling experience. Um, I mean, I'm 29 now, so you know, I I think I definitely had him at a at a at a decent point in my life. You okay. know what I'm saying? Where yeah. where I, I learned a lot of lessons mm-hmm. and that you know what I'm saying that really helped me you know become a better man. You know, um, but yeah. Okay, so how often do you have your son? Um. Damn there daily. Okay. <laughs> Truly. That might be a, a day or two out the week if he's with his mom or or um my mother, you know. Okay. But um yeah, down there daily. So that's that's what's up. Yeah. Really respect to you. And it's crazy that I have to say respect to you for doing what you are supposed yeah, to do. I, but you know. when you know and when you know what you know yeah. and you see different things it's like i can't do anything but like salute you for doing that it's honorable to be a father in my opinion that's that's one of the more why like honors of life why i mean because this this is your seed like you this is like when a man has a child that's the extension of himself okay you know what i'm saying when you when you leave your legacy like truly that's how you live forever so you know what I'm saying through your children. What legacy they are you. do you want to leave? That I want to leave. Yep. Um. That's a that's a loaded question. Um, Let's break it down then. <laughs> right. Talk to um, you. Let's talk. My legacy. I'm. I'm. I'll put it plain and simple. My legacy. I want to be. Remembered for. Uh, Touching the minds and hearts of people, you know, and I I'll put that. it just like that because that that can happen in so many ways, and that's my right. approach, you know. Mhm. 
That's the game right there. Okay. All right. One more question to you for you, and then uh, I'm coming to my friend over here. All right. I'm lit. All right. So, mentally, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a parent? Um, trying to not make certain mistakes that I've seen others make. Okay. Um, you know, thinking about the relationship of like my father and mother and certain things that, that, that I know that I would have did differently mm-hmm. from the perspective of my own childhood and what I remember. Right. You okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, correct those wrongs per se. Um, yeah, and just and just really try to um, create a healthy family dynamic. Okay. Yeah. That's real. I I love that. That's real shit. All right, Danny, your turn. All right. Yeah, I'm Danny. I'm 28. No kids. Um, I like long walks <laughs> on the nigga. beach. Okay. I like. I thought it was like one of them speed days. No, it wasn't. Back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you tell us <laughs> a little bit about your background? Yourself? Okay. No, um, your background as far as family dynamics, your siblings, what type of family like you come from? So yeah, like I mentioned, um, my opening, you know, what I'm saying statements um, was that I mean, growing up it was it was very you know what I'm saying strict household. Um, I got to run the streets just by being able to travel to school and stuff like that. And, and I was involved in sports and stuff like that. Uh, but other than that, uh, it was very strict for us. Like we weren't able to do a lot. Um, my parents feared a lot for us. They just felt like everything they saw on the news was law. Um, they weren't really thinking outside of the box. And I don't think I can fault them for that. Like Rashad said, I mean, it, can also be due to ignorance and just not knowing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, growing up, it was, you know, me, uh, my little brother, two older sisters. Um, we was pretty tight. Like, we was pretty tight, but, you know, we all kind of did our own separate thing. We were all interested in different things. It wasn't until we got older where we established some sort of, like, um, like, unified, like, I don't know, like, like energy in each other and, and, you know what I'm saying, trying to help each other and stuff like that. I mean, we've always been cool, but we ain't like, what are you actively good at that I can help you? So, you know what I'm saying? So so. what's older, like age? Give us like My sister's in their mid-30s. Okay. Yeah. 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 My sister's met them. My little brother's around 24. Okay. So if you had to classify it. And not saying that it's a hundred percent true, but okay, you know how we grew up and we say like, "Are you a mom's boy? Like a mama's boy?" I'm a mom's boy for sure. Or I'm a mom's boy. I don't really have a strong relationship with my pops. Um, I don't really. There's no like particular reason. I just think we kind of just grew apart from when I was an adolescent to when I was an adult because, um, um, just like little shit. I mean, my father really believes in like law and order and this is how this is, should be and hey you know what I'm saying he's very um he comes off as demanding and controlling very tyrannical mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm more I'm probably the most rebellious <laughs> in the family Man. you know what I'm saying like I'm the person 
Yeah, I'm probably that dude because I'm like, relatable. Like, like you said, like you got, there's multiple ways of doing things. It is, and because something worked for you or something worked for you know what I'm saying, somebody you know, does it shouldn't mean. be the only way. As a matter of fact, you should be supportive and you shouldn't get it. Look, nigga, how can I help you? Man, that's how that's what I feel from parents. Like, that know, part. How can we help? You do that what you want to do the way you want to do it. However comfortable you in, you know, whatever space you in. But I think like that that talk of like mental health wasn't around for that generation too. Has we got to take that into consideration. It was, and that's they didn't I have said. people they talked to for real. It wasn't there, but then now they have that option, and it's, it's like it's too far gone. That is because yeah, they stuck in their ways. For yeah, what I'm saying. It's yeah. It's like it's like, like yo, they so don't even want to. They don't want to even it's learn the so technology. Sad. So it is sad, and then you know, but it's not. Oh, I hate you know it, child. It's, I it's, hate it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's very sad. I mean, for kudos to the people who do like the yeah, gen- no. you know what I'm saying, the elderly who want to keep up and like that. But I mean, when people content, they content. It's hard to break contentment from people. So it's like, all right, you know, okay. and that's where our parents are. So you are. So would you say that your sisters are they daddy's girls or are they like closer to their your mother? Honestly, I think all of us are close to our mom. Okay. Yeah. That's what's I think up. I, our, that's actually something that I really love yeah, to hear. I, mothers, no, I think all of us are mothers close to and them. daughters. I I love to hear. Yeah, that. I learned a lot from my pops. You know what I'm saying? And stuff, just being around and helping around the house and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess, like I said, I mean, he comes off very aggressive. So that kind of pushes people away. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when, when he steps into a room, you kind of feel like this nigga's about to say something crazy. <laughs> I need to get out of here before he does. Because I'm going to say something back and it's going to be a whole debacle. And it's going to be my fault. I'm a kid. So I'm like, yo, let me just get out of here. You know? At the same time, I mean, um, the things, you know what I'm saying, I learned or he instilled in me. Both my parents actually were very important because, you know what I'm saying, it shaped me to be, you know, a very hardworking individual and um, to have, you know, very stern and, and very, you know, morals and be very passionate about things and focus and shit like that. And things that I'm interested in because of, one, fear, fear, fear of failure, two, just being all in because if I'm going to do something I have to do it to a max and Mm -hmm. you know three because I watched my parents come here to the states with nothing Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like their mom came here and she well on my mom's side well actually both of them but my mom's side particularly I know this story very well like my great grandma I mean my great grandma my grandmother she came here no food stamps raised five kids no government aid, no nothing. Mm. Barely spoke English. You know what I'm saying? You know how hard that shit is? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's some shit to be like, damn, that's some shit to really life Marvel. Like, this type of shit needs to be in pictures. Them motherfuckers need to be in movies. But, um, but yeah, so shit like that, I appreciate it. So I get, the shit I get is from them. Okay. Right? It, you know what I'm saying? Shapes me. But, will I still fuck a nigga up? Yeah. <laughs> To answer your question. No, no. I'm not here. Okay, so Rashad, mm-hmm. your background. Tell us a little bit a little bit about you. For sure. So so I grew up in the household with just my mom. Okay. I was the only child for uh eleven years. Uh my dad, he 
lived in New York. And so I knew him, but I didn't really know him like that. I know how that goes. <laughs> so my mom was a, um, a very hardworking woman, you Thanks. know, um, especially during like, like the younger years before my, my little brother uh, was born. I just always remember her just always working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Me. So I, I spent a lot of time under my great grandmother. Okay. You know, which kind of makes my upbringing a, a interesting dynamic because she um, was born in 1912. Okay. Okay. In, um, in Arkansas. And so she, but she grew up in Mississippi and came to Chicago from, you know, the migration. Okay. And she used to always tell me these very interesting stories, you know, about uh, growing up in the South and some of the things that she have seen and, and you know, actual, like, you know, talking about picking cotton and shit. That's you know? so crazy. Like So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And this is my great-grandmother. You know what I'm saying? That's only how many generations? What? Three? Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah, interesting detail there. Um, Man. But yeah, but my mom, um, hardworking woman, as I said already, very, um, she's a cancer. She's (laughs) like very like stern, tough, loving type of person. Very hard headed, you know, and things are only her way, you know, and we share kind of that a little bit. and um hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) y'all let me just say this like Rashad this is my homie but he be pissing me off because his opinions and I know I be pissing him off because of my opinions because we're very like strongly well he say he don't be pissed off but he be pissing me off because I be like what are you talking about like no like how could you even think that because we vibe, but he be pissing me off, y'all. But we're going to get into that later. My bad. But that's my homie, though. <laughs> but, yes, he's stuck in his ways and stubborn, <laughs> as I am. So leave me alone. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, so, like, uh, my dad, on the other hand, like, I, I lived with him for a few years. Um, I moved to New York. And started high school there. And so it was a pretty interesting experience because it was the first time that, one, he had lived with any of his children, like, actually raised, like, you mm. know what I'm saying, spending that kind of time. And how old were you? I was 14. Mm. Yeah, I was 14. Okay. You know, I, I have an older sister, Ashley, who is uh, about 32, uh, a younger brother who lives in Alabama. He is, uh, Tremaine is like, what, 27? You know what I'm saying? So, uh. Um, I would forget you niggas is old and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Whoa. I'm not gonna, I ain't <laughs> old. Chill, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> old. Getting older, bitch. You right. know, he ain't old. I just have to, you know, throw my little shot. I still get 15 when I walk in the room. Okay, <laughs> now you pushing it, but okay. I literally do. When we be like, yo, you look 18. I'm like, yep. You just said, mm-hmm. you know what? Anyway. All right, maybe I'm, I was over-exaggerating, but go ahead. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, and he was someone who, like, uh, had a 
a heavy value for uh, education. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad has his master's degree at uh, NYU, got his undergrad at Alabama and uh, Okay. And uh, so he was real strict on me at that time about like, you know, just putting in the work and just studying, developing your skills. Think about the long game. Fuck the bullshit. Play the long game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To them, that was the only <laughs> way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not with it. But that's the thing, G. I'm like, not that, that's, that's, that's that fear, G. For real. Like that, to them, that's the only way yeah. out. Get this debt, or you know, get to where you can get a scholarship and mm-hmm. go for free, yeah. or be good at something to go for free. And if not, just so that's what I'm, I'm working on. I'm working on learning not to take some of their ways and their advice and their lack of support personal. Because it's it's very frustrating. Facts. It's like when when I talk and I have certain conversations with my elders and the generations before me, they don't understand. And it's like I'm speaking a whole completely different language to them. I mean, no, that's real. That's real shit. I mean, they, and it, it's hard. It's like, just listen. They that that is like the hardest thing for them to do. Like, I seen something on Facebook and it was like, one day we need to have the conversation about our elders demanding respect and not giving it. And I swear to God, y'all, that that shit hit a nerve. Okay, like, why do y'all feel like y'all can talk to us any kind of way and we just gonna take it and just respect y'all? Cause y'all older. Okay, that does not mean wiser. That does. Anyways, all right, I mean, my bad. Means, I mean, it, it <laughs> definitely comes with age. That, uh, it does, but, but think, experience I too. I think perspective doesn't have age, though. It doesn't. Right? Right. Experience. So even though you being as young as you are, when they're telling you things, like, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that. It's like, yeah, but I can. Because eventually I'm going to be old enough to say it. So it's not, it's not a question of ability. What you're saying is you're not allowing me to. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like we need to come up with a better way of explaining shit to children if that's what we're going to do and try to get them to be more expressive. And I don't feel like our parents were. From the looks, from the sound of it, it doesn't. I don't think like, they even me, had the opportunity. I, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to go to school to be, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a, I wanted to go into sports management. I wanted to do shit like that. Very good field. You know what I'm saying? They promised me. It's like, yeah, you know. I don't think you should do sports management. It's not very promising. Mm. It won't go very far. So the thing for them was like, especially amongst Caribbean parents, because Caribbean parents like to, you know, my son's a doctor, lawyer. That's the what the fuck they wanted, you know? You needed to be that type time, or you need to be an engineer, or some shit just exotic, or whatever the fuck the case may be. Something that was in society's, like, bracket of, okay, this nigga's winning in life, Right? And that's not even the case as we see it today. Like a lot of them motherfuckers have got in a sea of debt. They went to school for 10 fucking years on loans. They have enough money to pay it back, but they're living just as comfortably as people who didn't go to school and made some shit for themselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or who picked up a trade and don't have any debt. You know what I'm saying? So that discussion definitely needs to be had. I don't think our parents taught us about. Credit, man, I don't think man. That, like that conversation. I feel like us, we can have with kids now. Yes, the time we're in, but 
that shit was so important, more so than even going to school. Credit, you know what I'm saying? Just establishing, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, or yeah, just, you know, establishing credit or investing even and, and just life hacks and the real estate market and just. But in most cases, they probably didn't even know that shit. I, of so course, yeah. Give it, and that's what, what I said. Yeah. They didn't know. They, they didn't have remember. the resources. So mm-hmm. it was just like, to a certain extent, like I can't even fault them for. Thanks. Because they didn't know. Like, that, I just really feel like they didn't have the access. They didn't see it. Yeah. They didn't see a bigger picture. They were playing a different game, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were, because that's what they learned. To them, life was about survival. To us, life is about adventure and exploration. So we're more. But we've been taught to survive. I don't know about y'all, but me, like. The way the field is now. Now it's different, but it's just like they still stuck in survival mode. They're still stuck in survival mode. And it's like, it's so much more to that. I mean, y'all, and it's it's crazy. You, you want to help your parents, and you want to be around, and you want to be like, look, you can do this, you can do that, and like, I mean, us even helping our moms and our, you know, what I'm saying, more so my mom. I, I mean, I help my dad, but it's it's more so like on some money shit, you know, what I'm saying real estate or investing and things like that. But my mom is really like the one who's more open minded at this age. It took some some fucking training. It took a very long time to get her to to listen for real. But she listened now. I mean, she understands yeah. that we older and we know more about things that she doesn't. And my dad, he doesn't want to give it up. Like he thinks, like it's you can't tell any nothing to this day. He just that's my mom. You cannot. He just but, like nah. My but nigga. my dad is older than my mom, so like I'm a product of a step parent. Yeah. My daddy is biologically not mine, but that's my daddy. Thanks. And like we have a very strong relationship, a very strong bond. And people don't know, like, I'm like still low key mad at my daddy. Like I moved out and everything. So for Your me daddy to, or stepdaddy? No, my daddy. Like daddy daddy or my no. When I say daddy, that's my stepdaddy, but that's the man who raised me, who took so you're care of me. Stepdad. Yeah, oh, like okay, I'm okay. mad at my daddy. I thought you. So you're not mad at the other daddy? Oh no, nah, I don't even fuck with dude. I'm not like, damn, you're not. You should be living at that nigga, then. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I can't say. <laughs> no, nah, but for real though, my biological father, like I don't really fuck with dude. That's right. We just gonna talk about. I'm not yeah, there yeah, yet. You know, I ain't there Thanks. yet. But um, my daddy, who like, if I say my daddy, that's the man that raised me. Like we bumped heads, but. Mm. The difference between him and my mom, who actually gave birth to me, is like my daddy, he is willing to listen and have those conversations mm-hmm. and admit that he doesn't know everything. And he can say, oh, sure. I learned this from you. My mama is no conversation. It's no talking. It's her way. She's right. We yeah, do no wrong. Gosh. And it's just like, bro, are you serious? You know what I narrowed it down to? I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but I I think I figured it out. When I get older, I think a lot about shit like that. Because for one... Hella reflection. My parents... like I'm a product of both of them. Same. So sometimes I get caught in the mix. And I'm like, look, I got both of y'all DNA strands. So I understand when you're about to say something crazy. I understand when you're about to say something crazy. I even tried to explain this to them. They think I'm just batshit crazy for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, gee, this makes perfect sense to me. Because you, my father, is very easily triggered. Yeah. When growing up, he used to get mad if me and my siblings were just having fun. Like, just laughing too much. Like, 
And we were laughing too much. It got annoying to him. And he'd come and be like, yo, shut up. Like, he, he'd come and start snapping. With a very thick accent, by the way. So it wasn't like, yo, shut up. It was like some other shit. My mom's was very chill. But my mom's didn't really want to go against the grain of parenting. Right? Mm-hmm. So what my father said, being the head of the house and shit on that, like, you know, was like, she was just kind of like submissive at that point. She was like, all right, well... Your pop, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. She turned up on us too sometimes, rightfully so, for things that we did. Both of them rightfully so for a lot of things we did. But when I got older, I started to realize that my father's very impulsive. My father's more impulsive than my mom is. My mom is very chill. My mom seems to be the one who was laid back and would gather information before she reacts to things. My dad doesn't give a fuck what it is. The emotion comes first. Mm-hmm. And I and I try to explain these things to them, and they think I'm batshit crazy. I'm like, yo, this is not like I just I just know because now it's in me. So I have like those moments where I can see shit, and I'm like, yo, this nigga is about to turn up, like, or you know, from coming from her, I'm like, yo, she's about to be crazy, or I know when to <laughs> stop her, or, you know what I'm saying? No, like, little yeah, shit like that's that. real. It's just, it's you know what I'm saying. At that point, it's um fucking hereditary, you know? Yeah. But yeah, niggas is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know. All right, so Rashad, um, what is one of the most rewarding things um, about being a parent? Um, I think the struggles. Okay. Truly, I mean, like, like yeah. honestly, going through the struggles, it only it only makes you more comfortable as time get you know what I'm saying goes on. Cause life, life is always gonna be what it already is, and then, and then the fact that you have to account for a child that's Thanks. its own independent being that's have to grow up and go to school, and you know what I'm saying? You just have to just work through the process, Thanks. and um, you know it just it just makes you stronger, and and to see your child grow up. I mean, mine is only three, but. Just even in his progress, it's like it's amazing to just always watch, you know. Uh, you know, always has me in, in awe. So, oh, yeah. he's I... trying to look like you. Yeah, he's like <laughs> this man. I'm not, I know, I know, I, I've he's seen him so before, so I, I know he looks like you. But I'm like, like, are you starting to recognize more of the features oh, yeah, in him, definitely. like more of the yeah. tendencies? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everything. Are you starting to see yourself yeah, in him? No, I, I mean, definitely see, I like, obviously, he looked like me. me. Because if you didn't, you know. That'd be no, right. I love it. <laughs> Nigga, that's another story. Okay. Who's fucking baby? Nah, let's go. <laughs> okay. So, Danny, I have a question for you I now. I no kids. Answer that already. Next that question. was not the question. So, <laughs> next question. Shh. And not listen. Um, the next question is, what are your thoughts and feelings on dating women with <laughs> a kid or kids? This is documented. Uh, yes, sir. Can this be off the record? Nah. Now, all right, so... Um, Real thoughts and feelings, sir. I don't do it. I don't do it. I mean, everybody, I want to hear why. doesn't indulge. Um, for a number of reasons. I, I mean... I For one, I'm not... Me personally knowing where I'm at in life, I wouldn't want to take the burden. Maybe, like, later on in life, at mm-hmm. this moment, and... For the years to come that I can see right now, that's not going to happen because I don't want to have to take the burden of raising a kid, especially if it's not mine. 
know what I'm saying? No, I understand. Right. So I mean, like I, like I'm known and like had came across women who had children and you know what I'm saying and, and things like that. Um, and we've you know did what we did. It was good, but you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it was all that was it. Like it never went past. You know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it never went past. <laughs> It was never past maple and ass. <laughs> okay. Next no, I'm telling you, I prefer like that's that's no seriously like it never went past just doing what we yeah you know did like date casually or whatever the case may be. It never got serious, um, and like, I don't want to seem like an asshole, but I always expressed that sentiment prior to us doing anything fucking crazy because I don't want. I don't want things to make it, get misconstrued and taken out of context. So I like to have conversations with anybody I date, for that matter. Just to be like, look, where's your headspace at? Especially if you have a kid. Because now, are you looking for somebody to fill that role? Mm-hmm. How old is your son? Is he old <laughs> enough to know? You know what I'm saying? Like, is your son even old enough to know that, damn, this nigga's coming in the crib. Like, I don't even know who the fuck this nigga is. I don't even want to put that stress on him. Like, that's traumatic to a kid. Like, watching niggas come in and out of the house. Like, so a lot of that shit has to be, like, I mean, the conversation just has to be had at that point. Because I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Because I always look at myself like, what if it was my situation? You know what I'm saying? No. Or what if it was my son and he's seeing this shit? And I picked that nigga up on Tuesday, and he, he talked about Jamal. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then we have to have a talk. And I got to call his mom, and I got to turn up on her. Like, yo, watch that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just don't want to have to do that. No, that's real nigga shit, though. Like, I don't... Like, I would respect niggas who ask, you know, or at least want to reach, you know what I'm saying, out to the baby's father. Uh-huh. Like just on some man to man shit. Like if you're serious, but some niggas aren't. You know and I'm saying like we definitely like the Russell, the Russell Westbrook niggas. Like if you go on a jump in your so another kid's life as a father figure, be like, yo, that's what I'm gonna do. I I respect that. I'd feel like okay, cool, but I'm not a dad, so I don't have that problem. Okay, so before you even no, I was about to ask you like. How do you feel? Because you have a child, how do you feel about dating women with kids? Yeah, I, so. (laughs) (laughs) I legit, I hate both of y'all. Like, I I literally hate the both of y'all so much. No, no. Don't blame one or the other. The both of y'all. Answer my question. So personally, I try not to date women who have children. Okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not to say that I wouldn't date a woman with a child. With a child so only a child. I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm finna blow I'm y'all motherfuckers. I mean. Um, ain't about to blow shit. No, y'all about to blow. <laughs> I'm, I'm finna blow y'all mind. But, um, yeah, I, I'd rather be with a, a, a woman who doesn't have a child. That would be my preference. Just to just to not even have to even deal with the potential of that, and knowing that also I have my children. They're good. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't have to be a part of no mix with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know. Um, yeah. That's that's really how I treat it. It's pretty simple. 
people might kill me for that, but no, I think know. okay. So here's my thing. I feel like it's nothing wrong with having a preference. Today I tweeted, "I'm not picky. I know what I want." The older I get, the more particular I come with everything. And people are like, oh, you picky, you this, you that. No, I know what I want and I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. If I ask for something, I'm asking for something specifically. Don't give me anything less than what I asked for. Right. And I'm the type of person, I will make you take it back if it's not what I asked for. Or I don't want it if it's not what I asked for. And people look at me like, are you serious? Yes, I am. I'm dead serious, actually. Like, I'm weak. Yes, I I definitely am. But for me, so I look at things a little differently. Like I said, I am the product of a stepchild. My daddy who raised me, who has been a father figure in my life, did not have me. But he's been an amazing father to me despite our ups and downs, despite us even being us working on our relationship like that's still my nigga because no matter how mad I am at him or try to be mad and don't want to talk to him he called me like what you doing mm. he'll check in every week that's facts he I'm still your daddy like stop playing with me type shit like that's wild I mean cause you get he that, never you get that more from your your stepdad than your than my father he, your, he can't no, I mean not even that you get and that, my mother you yeah. get that right yeah that's what I was getting to like you get that more from your stepdad more than your actual mom like that's that is the craziest thing and it's just like my mom doesn't i don't think that she really understands how i feel about her because she doesn't listen like regardless i love my mom period right got you i love her i would not be here if it were not for her i would not be who i am regardless of the ups and downs if it were not for her do you feel that do you feel that maybe she has just been, maybe it's like, um, she's been like just traumatized. There's been some sort of like P, you know what I'm saying, TSD of just dealing with men yeah. or the things that she's been through or just, it cannot even might just be men. It could just be anything she's been through in her life that has like separated her from everything. Maybe I she was do. just like, at one point, <clears throat> I questioned if my parents ever thought about committing suicide. So I, you know what I'm saying? I definitely feel like my mother went through a lot. Yeah. She doesn't talk about, but she hints at it. I can hear it just from what you're telling me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can I can tell. Like, and I, I, I guess for us, it's our duty to try to come up with a way to have a very real conversation with them. It's like me, my parents growing up, my, they didn't tell us a lot. My you know mom didn't either. Exactly. So you see, I, I definitely understand now. So yeah. my parents didn't tell me a lot and I, I had to express this shit to my mom, but I recently did this shit because any other time she wouldn't have heard it. But she's just now understanding that this is what, this is what the problem has been this is why the family has been so detached. And I, I, I used to make comments like growing up, like, yo, this family is not family oriented. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we're family oriented. We used to No, I feel, things. I definitely, but man, when it came to I'm knowing. <laughs> caring about each other's emotions and stuff like that, like, it was clouded with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, at that point, you couldn't even have feelings. Like, it was like, yo, nah, nigga, don't even, don't even go that route. But 
Like, I think that is very important. Like I, like I said, it's mental health and just the family structure and coming up with, you know what I'm saying, very decent communication um, tactics and shit like that. Like, maybe y'all should, um, at least I know for what I want to do when I have, you know, family, it's just like come up with like little social meetings or just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't even really call them meetings. I'd try to make it interactive somehow, but I would want to learn about what the fuck is going on in y'all life. Yes. Like, what, where your mind is at with My anything. mom used to be like that, though. But then when we got older, so it what was happened? just like... feel like it was? It was I feel like, like we just got older, she got busier, she just was dealing with a lot of things. Yeah. And it's just like... I don't know. I feel like it's a multitude of like a lot she of She probably just needs to let it out. Like you probably need to find a way but to they don't. Like, I unlock swear. Pandora's yeah, box. My, my mom is like that. Very hard. She's she hard. It's hard to crack like, the code. It's like a puzzle. It's oh. like they just they will not break and they feel like breaking and they feel like showing emotion and letting go and opening up is like a sign of weakness. It's like a weakness, yeah. But they don't even, like, I promise you, like, I was just telling somebody, me doing this podcast is completely out of my comfort zone, which a lot of people don't know, but I'm like, I'm very private. So for me to be transparent. I don't talk about my family like this. I don't talk about, like, I don't. And like the shit that I'm talking to y'all about now I've dealt with for ten years plus. Facts. Okay. And I mean, I'm, I'm and I'm just now able to talk about it. And then like the tragedies and shit, like I'm just now able to talk about. Yeah. I'm private. Like if you know me, then you know. And if you don't know me, that's it. You'll never yeah. know anything about me. Because no, that's just how I move. So like this is huge. This is big for me to sit here and have these conversations and let it out to people like it's new but it's honestly like I say one of the most rewarding feelings ever because it's just like I know that I'm breaking these stigmas and stereotypes in my family and they may they may not understand it now but eventually they will but it's just like I got I I, me I gotta be different I gotta do different shit because I'm 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 trying to reach levels that Nobody in my family reached. Which is good. I mean, that's, you, you want to step outside the box. You know what I'm saying? Have you, have they heard any uh, episodes? So, some of them have. Some of them, I believe, did not listen to it fully. Did you sent it to like, your mom and dad? And shit? She was listening to it. My dad was listening to it, um, of course. But I know people only listen to something and if they didn't like it they cut it off and then listen to it the entire thing but i do have faith that eventually um well i would you know what i'm saying what i would say like especially when it comes to your mom it seems like that's the hardest always has been you know what i'm saying puzzle to put together and stuff like that man um (laughs) just from experience like i um like me personally like might mean like your mom, like how you are with your mom, is kind of like how I am with my pops. Um, so I mean, things that I've done is just try to gain interest in shit that he's interested about now. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, it was like soccer and shit like that, like sports and stuff. I was always interested in sports. However, like him doing things kind of pushed me away. Like him saying things, like him coming to the games and like. Tripping on like yo chill, you know what I'm saying stuff like that. But as we got older, I was able to find some shit. So like, 
investing, right? Uh-huh. Like putting him on to investing and him like asking questions and stuff like that. So, all right, so now that's that's a lane. It's a little something, right? Um, and just try to be understand. I mean, a lot of times, like even for me, I know it's hard because I'm slick with the time. I don't take shit from nobody. Like, I'm quick to tell anybody and everybody, Jesus Christ himself, if it get out of pocket, I have to say something. <laughs> like, I, I got, that's, I'm, I'm that person, like, wrong is wrong. And you know what I'm saying? I'm, it's very black and white. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, yes. gray, no in between. I like, hate it's, gray. It's simple. Like, it's simple shit. Area, say what you mean, mean what you say. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what needs to happen. That's, that's how I am. Very cut, though. Even my people's. And I probably get that from him. And he can't even see that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, when you know you've made a monster and you're like, this nigga's crazy. Yeah, nigga, you know why, nigga. But I would just say, like, you know, from experience, like, that's that's what helped me, I guess, now. Okay. Or, like, when it comes to cars and stuff. Like, I got a, you know what I'm saying? I got a Jeep. And sometimes he helped me, you know what I'm saying? He helped me clean my Jeep. You know what I'm saying? He'll put some new shit on it. Or he'll buy accessories and stuff. And I feel like, yo, that's a lane for us to, like, you know what I'm saying? Connect. Start patching shit up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't never, it's never too late. It's just who's willing to just go all in with it. And at that, you know, where you're at is like, yo, you want to be an adult. You want to do your own thing. Eventually, you want to move out. You want to do all this shit. And you want to be away from your family. And it's it's sort of kind of bittersweet for them because at one point, they kind of was trying to push you out. And then now it's like, yo, they ain't got nobody to even spend time with them. You know what I'm saying? Being the age they are and shit like that. So I definitely understand, like, like it's it's a weird feeling, especially for me. Like, I got to be there, but I don't, I need my space at the exact same time. But I want to be, you know what I'm saying? Because when you think about it, when your parent, when your parent, where your parents are right now, you think about, like, how many years they got left. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, the life expectancy, especially among African-Americans in America, is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, 60, 70-something? Mm, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's around that range. It's around it's in you that You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now your people's are like there, and I'm sure they know that, too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of things they're even going through in their head, and they don't talk to you about it. Why would they? That's so now you have to find true. different ways to try to get that out of them. And just even try to just have that discussion. Like, yo, if you're uncomfortable, if, if there's something you need, if there's something I can help you with, and nine times out of ten, the answer is no from them. Yeah. But I bugged the hell out of my mom's. Like, yo, look, you're lying. Like, I I would see Ooh, my mom. Baby. I see my mom, like, sitting down. Ooh. Like, sitting down and her head's down. And I'm like, like why is your head down? She's like, no, that is nothing. I'm like... I'm not stupid. I, I'm not 12. I, I, that's what I'm like saying. Like, oh, you need to tell me what the fuck going on because that don't make no fucking sense. I'm trying to force shit out of people. Like, I think that's a good idea just to, you know, I guess, well, not really like force shit, but just either just force the conversation, you know, or at least try to be a little bit aggressive. Okay. Maybe not disrespectful, but like, you know. Maybe I, that'll help. That's it helped me a I'm little gonna bit. I'm going to consider that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. We, gonna, I, yeah, yeah, we, we got gonna, questions. We're going to let that I'm, marinate. No, that's I cool. was flying. I, I, no, I, that's I, what Danny do. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. Oh, my God. You get on my nerves. Oh. Talk to him. Okay. So, I actually was really listening and taking that, you know, processing all right. of that. So, I was going to ask, 
my friend over here, do you have any thoughts or, you know, closing remarks on that? Because we have four minutes left before this cuts off. <laughs> um, I think that uh, as we get older, it's important that we uh, reflect on our upbringings and, you know, really take responsibility for what's ours and, and be understanding enough to forgive those before us for whatever mm-hmm. they didn't give us. Facts. You know? And, you know, whatever uh, shortcomings we have had, you know, growing up. And, and, and honestly, everything is really perception. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because how I, I view my story you know, my mother or father may not agree. They, they may don't. See that in a different we light, all have our know? own. But yeah, that's exactly. that's all very important. You know that it it creates the context to the story. Yeah. You know, um, but I think that we just have to, you know, just be understanding and and just create our own paths and you know make mistakes and just just learn. It's it's all a learning process. I mean, not to oversimplify it, but. No, that's really that. And I'm learning that day by day and accepting. I would say I've learned it, but accepting accepting it. it, it, That's that's the the bigger part right there is accepting it. Some days are better than others, and I'm going to just say that. (laughs) Some days are better than others. But um, you guys, please tell everyone where they can find you at. Oh, um, well, I'm 12 of you on everything. I'm Danny 12 Tree. Uh, well, not 12 of you on everything. I lie, actually. Um, you could just search Danny 12 Tree, D A N Y T W E L V E T R E E. Put that in your Google search engine. You'll find all my social media, my YouTube channels, to my tunes, my Spotify outlets, streaming, streaming, all that bullshit. What do you do? Oh, well, I'm an artist. I thought you gave that in the beginning. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm a podcaster. I'm an artist. I design. I do my own clothing. Um, we're in a multimedia. We have a company, A88 MMG, alongside with John Co. Productions, with my man's Rashad Nazir. You know what I'm saying? We over here making power moves this whole quarantine. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I'm a businessman. Um, I could talk all day. You might want to get this mic away. <laughs> all right. And where can they find you? You can find me on everything at I am Rashad Nasir. You can catch the What Up Joe podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> iHeart, <laughs> um, Anchor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out here. fast. Digital. <laughs> we out here digital. Wow, you guys. So I really enjoyed that conversation with the boys. Definitely put some things in perspective for me, and hopefully the listeners as well. So I mentioned earlier that my twist on today's topic was mothers and sons versus fathers and daughters. And I truly believe that there is a pattern in the dynamics of parents and children. You have your mama's boys and you have your daddy's girls. And occasionally you will get the opposite. 
But for me, it's obvious that I am a daddy's girl and my brother is definitely a mama's boy. <laughs> um, one thing that has stuck with me for years is this quote from Forever First Lady Michelle Obama that mothers love their sons, but raise their daughters. If you know, you know. Um, when watching her documentary Becoming, she jokes about the differences between how her mother treats her and her brother Craig, and I know the feeling all too well. Now, one of the last conversations me and my brother had um, was about our mother and how he felt like she favors me over him, and I was honestly shocked to hear that because I strongly disagree. At one point, I will say that I think my mother did favor me in regards to school because growing up, I was pretty much a straight A student and things came to me easy in comparison to my brother who had to work a little harder but was just as smart as me nonetheless. She would compare us in that aspect, which I don't agree with because I feel like to a certain extent, um, that created problems between my brother and I. And as a daughter, I believe that parents shouldn't compare their kids to each other because each kid is different and unique in their own way. And um, now that I'm older or when I got older, I did become lazier. And when I went away to college, my grades weren't always the best because it was more of a challenge for me. And I also didn't give my all because I hated what I was going to school for in the first place. So the roles switched as we got older and Trevon excelled at college, was on the dean's list consistently, got his bachelor's. And for those of you who are just tuning in, I did not finish undergrad and am a proud college dropout. But your girl did complete her eight-month course at Illinois Media School and can now refer to myself as alumni. So yeah, I started something and I finished it. Shout out to me. Um, but back to my brother's comment, I strongly disagree because if I did half, half of what my brother has done to myself and my mother, like I would never be forgiven or hear the end of it. For example, Mother's Day 2016 I cooked the dinner for my mom and the mothers around me, um, bought the food and all of that. And at the time, me and Trey weren't on speaking terms because that's just literally like the dynamics of our relationship. And he came in the house and he spoke to everyone in the house besides me. Then he had the nerve to go in there and try to fix him a plate of the food that I cooked and I bought. And y'all know. Mm -mm, I was not having that. But um, I definitely felt some type of way that my brother literally came in the house, spoke to my mom, to my friend's moms, my roommates and all of that. And legit did not speak to me like I was like, what the? OK, so I felt some type of way. And when I told my mom what he did, she just brushed it off like it wasn't a big deal. And so that pissed me off even more. So I walked off. I went upstairs. I went to the bathroom and I started crying because I'm sensitive and I never care. So, yes, I went upstairs and I cried because my brother did not speak to me. <laughs> um, and my roommate at the time, she came upstairs to comfort me. And it wasn't until I started crying that my mom decided to get on his case for doing what he did. 
Now, when my brother and I were talking about this, his response was, yes, I intentionally didn't speak to you because I was teaching you a lesson. So let's fast forward then to June 2017, the day that my grandparents died. My brother shows up to the scene that day trying to play big brother. And at that time, again, we weren't on speaking terms either because three months earlier, he kicked me out of his house. So because of the circumstances and the tragic death of my grandparents, I guess my brother thought that this was a good time to talk about our relationship and reconcile. But indeed, it was the worst time to have that conversation because I was still trying to process the fact that my grandparents had just been stabbed to death. And not even 12 hours before it happened, I was at the house and everything was perfectly normal. So... My brother approached me trying to converse and I told him that now wasn't the time or the place and I just needed space. Like, I just remember saying, please respect my space. Like, that's all I kept asking people to do is just please, like, give me my space. That's all I needed. I did not want to be smothered or any of that. Um, And he wasn't trying to hear that. And so he was trying to force the conversation, um, you know, and he asked, like, he tried to hug me. And I told him no. Side note, um, the day of after losing my grandparents, I became like very detached, like and distant from everybody. I just did not want to be touched or any of that, um, which is I, I just didn't want affection. Like I, I was it was a very crazy time, chaotic time. So I really didn't know who I could trust in that moment. And so I literally just was like. F everybody for the most part. Like, if you weren't certain people, then don't touch me, don't talk to me, don't like, no, I don't want nothing from you. That's literally how how I was for a while. Um, But, anyways, back to the story. Uh, He asked me for a hug. Um, I didn't want to. I was really numb at that point. I didn't want any affection. Well, me being detached and distant from him upset him and so he started to cry and he goes to my mom and tells her whatever he told her I don't know and she gets mad at me and curses me out for being evil quote unquote and hit me with the but that's still your brother and y'all know how that go and I just honestly could not believe that I was being cursed out by my mother for not wanting to hug my brother or be bothered with anything other than allowing myself to grieve. Like, it's, it still kind of leaves me speechless to this day. And she cursed and fussed and acted a fool to the point where I left the scene because... I was embarrassed. I was frustrated. Every emotion in between. So, yes, you guys heard that correctly. The day my grandparents died, both my brother and my mother somehow, some way, made the situation about them. So, I know what y'all thinking. Ariane, you could have put your differences aside and you could have hugged your brother at that for this one moment and you know what y'all might be right about that but let me tell y'all why I didn't 
I'm really not the person to phony kick it or put on a show for anyone, no matter the circumstance. If I don't rock with you, then I don't rock with you. And a tragedy will not change how I feel unless real effort um, and work is going to be put in. Also, this is the same brother who threw me out of his house and treated me like I was somebody off the street two days after Justin's funeral. Justin is my brother who passed away, for those of you who are just tuning in. So why in the hell would I consider his feelings when he hasn't done the same for me? Now, to my brother and my mom, they believe that I'm disloyal because in that situation, I should have chosen family first. But I choose who chooses me. And it's really that simple. And this this is exactly why that quote from earlier resonates, because this is one of the many examples that shows the differences in how mothers treat their sons versus how they treat their daughters. Now on to fathers and daughters. To know me is to know that I am truly a daddy's girl. My daddy is literally one of my best friends. Um, From the outside looking in, you would think that our relationship is perfect, but we bump heads and have issues just like any other parent-child relationship. As a child, I never really bumped heads with Art. Um, it wasn't until the most recent years that the dynamics of our relationship changed. And to know me is to know that I'm stubborn and I don't like change when it comes to a lot of things. So when the dynamics of me and my daddy's relationship began to change, it was definitely a hard pill for me to swallow. Especially because the main reason the dynamics changed was because of someone else who is his current girlfriend. When I moved back from Atlanta in 2018, my daddy's girlfriend was not happy at all. She didn't like sharing my daddy with me, and also she doesn't like me because she doesn't like my mother. And to her, because I'm biologically not Art's daughter, she felt like she didn't have to respect me. She never said this out of her own mouth, but her actions spoke louder. She would do petty shit like not speak to me or my company, which was a major issue to me. And when I brought it to my dad, of course, he wasn't happy about it, and he talked to her. So for a little while, she would speak, but then she reverted right back to her childish behavior, along with doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, when she went back to not speaking, I brought it back up again to my daddy, and he didn't really press the issue because he doesn't like confrontation. And honestly speaking, I don't think he knows how to deal with it well when it comes to people that he cares about. So for me, this was very frustrating because what I was trying to get him to understand is that if you don't require her to acknowledge and respect me in this situation, when it comes to bigger issues, she will not respect me. From the perspective of a parent, I believe that my daddy thought that I might might have been being extra for making a big deal about her not speaking to me. But the reason behind me pressing the issue was because despite me being a daughter, I'm a woman before anything. 
And because I am a woman, I know how women think. So I knew that if she thought she could get away with not speaking to me, that there was a lot of more there was a lot more things that she thought she'd be able to get away with. And indeed, I was right. Fast forward to December 2019, um, a situation happened in our household where my daddy girlfriend lied on me. And um, she lied to my dad about it because she thought she was going to get away with it. To know me is to know that there's three things I hate. And that's to be disrespected, lied to, or lied on. Those three things right there will take me from zero to 100 real quick. Now, when me and her had a discussion and she lied in my face, I lost it. I mean, I snapped. I called her a bitch and I told my daddy, like, hey, if you leave me in this house with her alone... I promise you I'm going to lay hands on her. Because at that point, I was fed up with all the petty stuff she had been doing since I moved back home. And I was over it. And she continued with the lie for three days, y'all. Three days. And so my mom got involved. And then she admitted that she lied. And she still didn't own up to the other stuff that she did. Now, my dad was in shock by the way that I acted. To make a long story short, we talked about everything and I and I explained to him that the reason I acted the way I did was because as a father, you're supposed to protect your daughter. And in that moment, I didn't feel protected because you didn't even take my word for it from the beginning. It took my mother to get involved for the truth to come out. That if you see me act outside of my norm, then it was for a reason. And he didn't realize that. He apologized, but I still was upset and disappointed. So I moved out because I could no longer live under the same roof as her. Because where I'm going and the levels that I plan to achieve, I cannot surround myself around people who will take me out of my character. Me leaving my daddy's house was a major turning point point in my life because I never in a million years think that the reason I'd be moving out was because of someone else. So my little stubborn ass did not talk to my dad because I was very disappointed in him and the way that things turned out. But despite me being stubborn and trying to ignore him, that man still texted me, still called me if he didn't hear from me for too long. He still would help me out financially And he still was my parent, even though I tried to push him away. I told him I paid my own phone bill because I was that mad at him, y'all. Like, that mad. Like, you know what? I'm going to get my own phone bill. Like, you ain't got to do nothing for me. Like, I was pissed. And um, he told me, he like, I don't know why you're trying to do that. I don't know who told you that. You can still stay on my, my bill or whatever. Um, And he also told me when we were on the phone one day, he was like, I'm still your daddy at the end of the day. And that right there put everything into perspective for me. Earlier, I said that I didn't think that my dad knew how to handle confrontation, but I didn't either. I was running away from my problems 
instead of trying to work through them. Yeah, I go getting emotional, (laughs) y'all. So I had to check myself. We currently are working on our relationship and getting back to the way we used to be. And of course, I'm so happy about that. I love my daddy for listening to me and just being man enough to be accountable for his actions and apologize when he's wrong. And I just need my mom to follow suit and that would just be a big start. So Miss Lockett, Once again, if you're listening, I don't love you any less than I love my daddy. I love the both of you equally. I say this all the time, and I will forever say that no matter what, I would not be the woman I am if it were not for you. I just want you to address your traumas and heal so that we can have a better relationship. That's all I want. With that being said, before I leave y'all, y'all know I can't leave without my positive affirmation or quote. And this quote came from a sermon from my fave, Sarah Jakes Roberts, that hit home. Um, And the name of the sermon is, hold on, let me not lie to y'all. Let me make sure I tell y'all the right one. One second, sorry. It's called Out of Control. And I'm, I, she be reading me, y'all, like reading me, but I love it. So this comes from Sarah Jakes Roberts' sermon, Out of Control. God sees everything that has ever happened to you. And sometimes we are tormented by the fact that we think someone got away with what they did to us. But God says that no one gets away with what they've done on this earth and that they are going to pay the price for it. We want revenge, but God wants transformation. This is why the vengeance is the Lord's, because we want people to hurt the way that we hurt. But what God wants is for the person to understand why they did it so they'll never do it again. And that's all I want. Thank you all for tuning in with love. I'm Ari Marie and I'm signing off.